Bill O'Reilly here. It is Monday, May 13th, 2019. You are listening to the O'Reilly Update, and here's what's happening across our nation. The stock market getting pounded as China imposes stiff tariffs on U.S. goods. The New York Times bracing for a potential legal battle after publishing the president's tax returns. Congressman Adam Schiff threatening top Trump officials with thousands of dollars in fines. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo prepares for a face-to-face meeting with Vladimir Putin. Also coming up, my message of the day on rage tweeting. But first, the trade war with China. Officials in Beijing announced a series of new tariffs on more than $60 billion of American products Monday after trade talks with the Trump administration stalled. The 25% tax will take effect June 1st, but the stock market is already rattled, with shares of many American companies heading downward fast. The trade war is real and will affect the economies of both China and the USA. The New York Times facing problems after the newspaper published 10 years of President Trump's business tax returns, showing more than $1 billion in losses between 1985 and 94. A former DOJ official says the Times could face prosecution for violating Trump's right to confidentiality. Supporters of the newspaper claim the report is protected by the First Amendment. President Trump has not said whether his organization will file a lawsuit against the New York Times. House Intel Chairman Adam Schiff escalating his legal showdown with the White House over the weekend, threatening to fine Trump officials upwards of $25,000 per day for those who refuse to comply with congressional subpoenas. The threat comes days after the Attorney General was held in contempt after refusing to meet with legislators regarding Robert Mueller's final report. Expect court challenges if Schiff takes any financial action. Over to Europe, where Secretary of State Mike Pompeo prepares for his first one-on-one meeting with Vladimir Putin. The top Trump official departed Washington Sunday, stopping in Brussels to talk about the worsening Iran situation. Then it's on to Putin. And some sad news, Hollywood legend Doris Day is dead at age 97. I knew Miss Day a little. She was a very nice person who walked away from movie stardom to devote her life to helping abused animals. Doris Day dead at 97. Coming up, my message of the day. The housing market is on fire all over America. And with interest rates falling, it's a great time to sell your home. If you want to sell or buy, the competition is going to be fierce, so you need a great real estate agent to help you. You know my friend Glenn Beck. He started the service realestateagentsitrust.com as a way to make sure you get connected with agents who are successful, ambitious, like-minded, and eager to help you with your biggest investment. These are agents with a long track record of performance. There are no part-time or inexperienced agents in Beck's network. Market value for your home cannot be done by algorithm. It takes years of expertise to evaluate your market and to price your home to sell quickly for top dollar. These agents are experts in your town and they do business like you with your values. So get moving today with realestateagentsitrust.com, realestateagentsitrust.com. Time now for the message of the day. 
The headline on the ultra-liberal Huffington Post was, President Trump spends the morning rage-tweeting. Wow, that sounds bad. Rage-tweeting. Should we be frightened? There is no question that the president often vents on Twitter to his 60 million followers. He uses social media to get his message out and to attack his opponents. He does this because Twitter offers immediate gratification to President Trump, and he knows that it is him against the media world. He would not be able to quickly get his point of view out any other way. Now, like many Americans, I am a bit skeptical of Mr. Trump's overuse of Twitter. Sometimes he does damage to himself and to the country by misstating things or by using personal attacks. But I understand the president's frustration. It is not pleasant to be battered every hour on the hour by a hostile media. And he is actively promoting his opposition to what is happening. Outlets like the Huffington Post are part of the media that generally despises the president. And you never see anything about rage tweeting when the Trump haters do it. Nope, that's fine. And legitimate, no matter how much rage is involved in denigrating President Trump. Other presidents had oppositional challenges as well, most notably Abraham Lincoln, John Adams, FDR, Harry Truman, and of course, Richard Nixon. But they had no immediate way to defend themselves. Lincoln got it the worst, obviously, because of the Civil War. The hatred toward him resulted in his assassination at the hands of Confederate sympathizer John Wilkes Booth. Now, John Adams is a very interesting story. He and Thomas Jefferson despised each other, and many newspapers at the time supported Jefferson, attacking John Adams for everything. So Adams, when he became the second president after George Washington, passed the Alien and Sedition Acts, four separate laws in 1798 that put a clamp on dissent. In fact, John Adams criminalized, quote, false statements critical of the federal government, unquote. And the feds threw some pro-Jefferson newspaper owners in prison. Now, the Alien and Sedition Acts expired in 1801, all but one of them, which is still on the books, by the way. And the Federalist Party, that's the party of John Adams, continued to crack down on dissent, kind of curtailing the First Amendment. I'm sure if Donald Trump had the power to do what John Adams did, he might consider it. The thing about Donald Trump is that he was not expecting this kind of invective against him by the nation's media. And when it hit, he used the closest convenience which is his handheld machine, Twitter. In the day, he has people advising him, but in the morning when he gets up, the tweets are all Donald Trump. Rage, you make the call. For more honest commentary, please go to BillOReilly.com, where you can actually see me. We'll be right back with something you might not know. If you are age 75 or older, and if you own a $100,000 life insurance policy or larger, please get a pen and write this information down. Many Americans are making the decision to convert their life 
policy into cold, hard cash, giving them some extra money to pay off credit cards, medical bills, any number of things. Look, the economy's always been dicey. Some people need cash. There's nothing wrong with that. You may find the cash you need in your life policy. If you are over 75, you have a $100,000 policy or larger, please write this number down now. 844-WE-BUY-75. Totally free to call. Get rid of those insurance premiums. Stop paying them. Consider turning the policy you have into cash. The number again, 844-WE-BUY-75. Call 844-WE-BUY-75. 844-WE-BUY-75. Call now, brought to you by our sponsor, Life Guide Partners. Now, page three. As many of you know, social media is doing a significant amount of damage to Americans across the country, particularly young people who simply aren't equipped to handle the onslaught of information or peer pressure. But here's something you might not know. It's not just kids bearing the brunt of these intense influences. Recent studies are now highlighting the negative impact of social media on adults. More than 45% of American adults now say they find it difficult to make new friends. Most haven't made a friend in more than five years. According to recently released data, popularity in the modern era peaks at age 23, with 42% of Americans blaming shyness and introversion as their primary struggle in forging new friendships. The number of adults actually socializing Restaurants, bars, sporting events is plummeting. Perhaps because of the net, 33% of adults say they feel alone. 29% say they no longer have the time to make new friends. More than 68% of American adults living in the USA use Facebook on a daily basis. 73% use YouTube. Recent studies show a direct correlation between the use of social media and depression, anxiety, and loneliness among all age groups. It's easy to imagine the harmful effects of social media on Americans' youth as they struggle to make friends mature or succeed in an increasingly competitive environment. But it's also important to understand the platform's negative impact on adults. Finally, it's no surprise the suicide rate in America is up 24% from the late 1990s. In 97, just 18% of households used the net. 20 years later, that figure is now over 90%. Of course, the new technologies have many benefits. Average folks can now be heard by millions of their fellow citizens on a number of critical issues. But it all comes at a cost, doesn't it? Right back. But first, if you watch 60 Minutes and you own a home, you just got very nervous. The FBI's former head of cybercrimes has warned homeowners that foreign and domestic thieves can steal your home and do it all online. That's because home titles and mortgages are kept in databases that can be hacked. If you have equity in your home, here's how they get you. They simply forge your name onto your home's title, use your home as collateral to borrow cash, and stick you with the payments, and no bank or identity theft program protects you. So you need Home Title Lock, America's leading title and mortgage guardian. 
For pennies a day, Home Title Lock puts a barrier around your home's title and mortgage. If cyber thieves tamper with it, we mobilize to help shut it down. You may already be a victim. Here's how to find out. Go to HomeTitleLock.com and register for your free title scan and report. A $100 value, free with sign-up. Don't let cyber thieves steal your home. Go to HomeTitleLock.com, HomeTitleLock.com. Thank you for listening. I'm Bill O'Reilly. For more news and commentary, please go to BillOReilly.com. And please don't forget to check out my new book, Killing the SS. Remember, we are always looking out for you.